welcome to Dear Pop Culture, the podcast where we talk about pop culture that is dear to us, uh, brought to you by Comedy Here Often Podcast Network. Today, um, oh, I'm Gina Harms, your host. Haha. And today I am joined by a lovely guest, hilarious comedian, writer for 22 Minutes. It's Sophie Buttle. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So this is so much fun. I love, um, so it's about like early 2000s pop culture, right? Or just like pop culture from when you were like a teen, from anybody's yeah. teen years. Yeah, from anybody's teen years, basically, um, wherever that okay. falls. Yeah, for me, yeah. early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, so for early 2000s to me, it's just like, it's, I mean, it's obvious that it's the peak of pop culture. I was like, I did the math this morning and I was 13 in 2007, did the math. Like, <laughs> good figured, job. You know, figured it out. <laughs> um, and and that was the year that number one, Britney Spears. Oh, I know. Okay, we'll do that afterwards. But I just realized that twenty when I was thirteen was the year that Britney Spears shaved her head. Was the year that Paris Hilton got let out of jail, and was the year that Lindsay Lohan went to jail. Oh my so god! So as as like a young um, white trash girl, <laughs> that was really like that was a very. Um, shaping shaping yeah, year for me very formative yes exactly oh i love that um yeah we won't we won't get jump into that yet um we'll do the the beginning part um I'll yeah just, <laughs> yeah how are you also <laughs> oh you know i'm good is anyone good i'm fine. yeah like, fair enough <laughs> i shouldn't ask that yeah. question <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a loaded question at this point um yeah you're right but, you're right yeah i'm okay like i i don't really feel like myself without stand-up i've been doing stand-up since i was little you know so i haven't i don't even know who i am without it so you know but having a bit of an identity crisis like yeah. because the thing is like i've never booked an acting gig once in my life and oh. but I'll, I'll like do auditions and stuff because sure like because right. just in case you know yeah um but without stand-up i'm just like a a not working actress you know what i mean and that's just right. really not that's not who i want to be <laughs> yeah you're like this isn't this doesn't feel good yeah uh, yeah so britney spears shaved her head and you started doing stand-up like a year later <laughs> Pretty much. It was a direct correlation. Like, <laughs> yeah. She can throw her life away. So can I. <laughs> <laughs> Love um, that. But lately, so, so um, there's been luckily a lot of good entertainment lately. And I think I, I've seen memes of this and stuff before, but I don't know what people would have done in the, in the pandemic in 1918 or whatever, whatever that first one was, because oh we have God. so much. Yeah, we have so much. And like one of the things I was going to bring up, which is like, it's kind of big as like pop culture, but TikTok, I think, is absolutely the next frontier. I follow you, of course. I recommend everybody, everybody should. And oh, you're just you. like, you're really thriving on TikTok and you're doing early 2000s stuff. And I just <laughs> love to see it. And it's actually, I watch your stuff so much that it's changed my algorithm. So now I'm getting like lots of early 2000s stuff, which is exactly oh, what I want. Wow. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't talked about my TikTok on here yet. Um, like, oh, okay. So, well, well but let's, yeah. let's do wide open because I think that it's very, <laughs> I think that it's very intimidating for a lot of people our age because it is so like Gen Z centric. And, yeah. and there's, and there's so much like people think that it's just dancing, which is like, I would say 90% of 
the world's population is not comfortable being watched dancing. Yeah, exactly. And the people that seem to go like really viral immediately are just like the hottest Instagram influencers that are like, wow, people want to watch me when I'm moving too. And you're like, well, yeah. Yeah, they're literally doing nothing. It's so bizarre to me. Sometimes, (laughs) Sometimes they dance so badly that I can tell they're... Like they're making it worse on purpose just to flex on how hot they are. Mm, Right. They're like, I literally don't have to do anything. Like, I'm not even going to learn the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so Um, frustrating. Yeah. Well, I, I started, sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about TikTok because I haven't really dove into making very many myself because I find it intimidating too. Like I've been, the past couple of months, I've just been watching it a lot just to kind of understand the world. Yeah. And I'm not like good at video editing. Like it seems like a lot of work behind the scenes. Yeah. How you feel about it. Definitely what I'm doing is a lot of work. So like I was like watching for a while and then I would post the odd like I think this is funny, like what comedians do, like a front facing funny thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. then it just doesn't go anywhere. And so I was like, I'm just going to like not try and be funny. (laughs) And I'm just going to talk about things because I think on TikTok, people love like um, they love when people are like knowledgeable about stuff. Uh, Yes. Yes. Well, TikTok, like to me, is kind of a shorter form YouTube and like the people that we like on YouTube, like because I've been like I was talking to my boyfriend about it because I kind of wanted to do YouTube for a little while. But then I was like, I'm a comedian, so it's not going to be like as punchy as I want it to be. And like like the like putting something out that's not punchy as a comedian is very difficult. Yeah. But the thing is, what I like about YouTubers is that it is kind of just there every day and some little things happen, but it's like it's often something just to have on in the background. Like you're you're not you're not dissecting it the same way you're dissecting a stand-up set. Mm-hmm. So like that's what I like about people on TikTok too. It's like, oh my God, yeah, I love when you get just a little morsel of information from someone that's doing their PhD in something that you didn't realize <laughs> that you think is really interesting. Like yes. so to me, TikTok is like absolutely the future and I, I haven't been able very many of my friends to get as invested in it as I want them to be and I keep like asking people I'm like are you on TikTok and they're like oh god no and it's like TikTok is TikTok is gonna be everything yeah exactly and also like it's not just young people that's what I realized because I post like remember this tv show from 1997 and it's like got like 10,000 people like it and like I was like whoa like obviously those people remember (laughs) like (laughs) like it's not not all ironically (laughs) yeah exactly or if they are I think about this like if it's Gen Z liking it when, when I was that age I loved watching those shows that was like VH1s, like I love the 80s, like let's talk about the 80s. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's the thing. It's like, I think the early 2000s are, because like the 90s were so in for the past couple years. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything goes on kind of a 10 year cycle. So the 90s are kind of over now. And now it's the early 2000s. And like, that's why I told you I'm working on like a little early 2000s thing too, because to mm-hmm. me, that was always, it was never, it hasn't been cool since it's been cool, you know? Yes. So, so all the things that I used to think were awesome are, are kind of coming back in a nostalgia way, which is like, you know, f- you feel kind of attacked, like you feel kind of like <laughs> it hasn't been that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, but just to, just to, you know, do more like current stuff besides TikTok. I also, oh, yeah. I mean, just like music wise, when Billie Eilish started making stuff, I was like, I could tell that if I was like 13, when she started, my life would be dedicated to Billie Eilish. Like, I feel a bit weird being like the same age as her or a little bit older than her and being this obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell if I like, like that kind of like, this is the thing. So on my podcast, my friend and I play a game <laughs> called Trauma No Trauma. And we like, we bring up celebrities and we decide based off of nothing if they have trauma or not. <laughs> and Billie Eilish is a bit of a contentious figure because it's like kind of hard to tell if she's just really good at branding or if she has trauma. Yeah. But whatever, whatever it is, I'm, I've bought into it. It's like a trauma that really appeals to me. Whereas like an Ariana Grande, who I think like vocally is the best pop singer we've had in like maybe forever. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like me and Embeth just, we both just watch her um, documentary on Netflix and like live texted each other. Oh, and yeah. she just is not vulnerable. And it's just like, we know that she has trauma because of all the things that have happened to her in the public eye, but her trauma mm-hmm. does not appeal to me. Yes, I tried watching that because I thought it was going to be more of her like diving into that stuff. And I I, yeah. I I turned it off halfway through. I was like, this is kind of just a concert movie and it's not that exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, I feel like Billie Eilish, it's not like she acts that much more vulnerable. It's just like enough more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. She has that. Uh, it's it's um what I really loved about when I was like 12 about Avril Lavigne, where they're just like, I don't yes. care. I don't care mm-hmm. about the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Avril Lavigne um, was like, I'm not sure if it was Avril Lavigne or Hillary Duff, but one of those two was my first ever concert that like I wanted to go to. And I think they were back to back. I think it was the same year, but that was also very significant. And I think I've never recovered from like Skater Boy. Like, I think that I still think skateboarding is awesome because of Skater Boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I get that. It's actually like one of the only skateboard adjacent things that I like. (laughs) It's that song. Everyone, everyone has something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, um, more other other recent stuff I really like is oh okay so the other pop star I really feel tied to is Rihanna which is like a very like Rihanna will really break your heart as a fan um Mm -hmm. because she's been she's been teasing the new album for like what feels like 30 years now we've all aged significantly and it's like we get that she's busy and I I can respect that that's fine but I feel that it doesn't maybe take that long to record an album. Like, it's not like she writes at all. <laughs> right. It's just yeah. Like, people will comment on her Instagram. Like, fans will comment on her Instagram. And they're like, when's the album coming out? And she'll reply and be like, never, bitch. Like, and we're like, thank you, Rihanna. You know? Yeah. So it's, like, step it's on very, me. <laughs> it, exactly. It's a very abusive fandom. But I yeah. also, her form, her trauma also very much appeals to me. And I think that that's the root mm. of, like, looking up to anybody at least for me, it's like if their trauma seems like you feel connected to it. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if I've never like consciously thought of that, but I bet that that plays into it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> with uh, with Rihanna, I like I love her music, and I like Auntie's like the best album, uh, yeah. one of the best in like the last twenty years. But um, I 
I also like don't care if she releases another album. I'm like, good for you. You've done your thing. If you don't want to, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and it's she it really makes you think that way too because she's like <laughs> right. saying she's gonna put out a thing for for a minute. She was like, I'm gonna do a reggae album, and we, and we were like, yeah. that's fine. Just give us anything, and she still didn't do it. So not really sure <laughs> what she's waiting for. The other people, the other people like that are like an Adele and like a Lord. When oh you're like God. so moved by them, but they just won't even give us a morsel. Yeah, yeah, and like. I don't know. I'm like, is Lord even on social media? It's like such a mysterious. I don't think so. That's a good question. Yeah. Like it's someone like that where it's like, you can't even comment and be like, give us things. Like you're like, yeah, knows? she's just taking herself off the grid. Yeah. Which good for her. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But her album, like I, I, her album, it's not called Royals, is it? Oh, um, that one's Pure Heroin, I think. Pure Heroin, yeah. So that album, I think, is like one of the best albums ever made. Like, I, there's not one song on that album that I wouldn't rate 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, but, oh, also, just to not to keep diverting the conversation. I always do this oh. and then people are like, okay, cool. <laughs> so my other, that, that's kind of my, that's like my main like radio hits that I love. Oh, and yeah. then these are also radio hits, but they're more like pop pop rock is like, my number one band that I love is Vampire Weekend. And they oh. also, they also like for me, just make like hit after hit. They put out a lot of stuff. It's all kind of sounds the same, but different enough that like as a fan, you feel like you can, it fits with every mood. Right. It's consistently good. I hadn't really listened to their stuff in a while until their last album came out. And that's really good. And it's like, they kind of like folksy and some kind of music that I would never yeah. like seek out, but I'm like, Oh, I like this. <laughs> but yeah. My friend was calling it like surfer rock. And I think that okay. that really appeals to me. Like just kind of like, yeah, like kind of folksy, kind of rocky, kind of acoustic but still upbeat. Yes. That's key. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I was, when I was like more, more like 13 ish, for me, it was I was all about like Red Hot Chili Peppers for my like band band side. I've always liked pop, but I've also you know everyone likes yeah. I mean, that's, other stuff. It's pretty like um, crowd pleasing rock. It's like yes, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Red Hot Chili Peppers also was one of the only things that my dad and I both liked because my dad is like a punker, oh. and like I've like you know dabbled in some nine inch nails and Marilyn Manson, you know, rest in peace, um, this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but red hot chili peppers is like, I can listen to it in a long car ride and so can he, and it's just like peaceful. Like it, it's hard when you, what you have a parent that loves like screamo and stuff, because it's not really fair to like take turns putting on songs. Cause it just yeah. really changes the whole mood. <laughs> it's too different. <laughs> It is. Yeah. I used to date a guy who was really into like metal and like, I I'll throw this band name out there, but I don't know. Black label society was his favorite band. And I was just very, every time we're in the car, I was like, I'm depressed. Can we put on something else? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The guy that my like high school boyfriend was really into like punk and ska and stuff. And I just remember listening to like Dropkick Murphys and being like, oh. this, this can't be my future. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's when you, yeah. So it's a red flag, I guess. (laughs) Black flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, Okay, let's move into um, the the past. Um, What were you into as a teen? Hmm. We've touched on it a bit. Yeah, so... So for me, Britney Spears was like, I think Baby One More Time came out in like 1999. So that was like slightly like I remember watching it on MTV and stuff. But the biggest impact for me was and also keeping in mind, my dad is this like punk rock guy. And I remember that when Britney Spears started, you know, when I started getting into Britney Spears, that was the first music that I liked that was like not in defiance of my dad, but was something that I knew would cause conflict, which Mm. is so silly because she's like, she was the most popular artist in the world. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's just, I remember having like a phone call with my dad and he was like, so your mom tells me you've been listening to a lot of Britney Spears. And I was like, like, I know I was in trouble. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But, um, I just remember slave for you. The slave for you video came out. And to me, it was like borderline a sexual awakening. She wore a thong over top of her pants in the video. And I was like, when I'm a woman, I'll also do that. And (laughs) it's going to be hot. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, I just I love her so much. And um, yeah, her also traumas for some. I just like love her. And She's like, Mm -hmm. she was basically our generation's Marilyn Monroe. Like there wasn't anyone more famous than her. She became ultra famous at the same time that paparazzi became, um, you know, as big of an industry as it is. So the fact, the the fact that people could get like a million dollars for a picture of her meant that people were always swarming her. And in the documentary that just came out about her, there was like a there was some shots that I hadn't seen of her being swarmed by paparazzi and her just saying over and over again, I'm scared, I'm scared, back up, back up. And they just wouldn't. And it's so heartbreaking. And like yeah. you see all the all of the things that she did, like when she shaved her head and this and that. And like this was, you know, early two thousands. People were not talking about mental health, let alone like Me Too movement, let alone like anything that I'm sure she was affected by. And they yeah. just showed so many interviews of fucking like, like CNN journalists, like big journalists, just being like, so as a as a parent, like you are you sure you should be like dancing like that? And it's like this, what is this fucking the Elvis with his hip stays? Like it's so embarrassing to look back on. Yeah, it's like, and it's like that thing where it's like to us that doesn't feel like that long ago so you're like how could they have been treating her like that like it's so insane i know it doesn't feel that long ago but i think that i think really that the me too movement is now a different era because Mm -hmm. before that it just it was still at a time that like nobody even believed that was happening like women knew but it was so not part of the zeitgeist even that it could be like men being a problem yeah, it wasn't talked about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh. Um, <laughs> but okay, we'll we'll talk more about um, which like Britney's songs. So like, "Slave for You" was like a big deal. Uh, "Slave for you, you" was big for me. Did you did you ever wear a thong over your jeans? <laughs> 
Um, you know, maybe at home, <laughs> but I don't think I ever, um, you know, did that. But the thing is, G strings are back in, like all of the like Bella Hadids and stuff are like oh, showing the whale tail again. Yeah. And I now have like, you know, much more significant love handles than I did back then. So it's going to look like bread baking, but I'm going to do it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, go and then, for it. <laughs> and then I also, um, I really liked Piece of Me when that came out. And I oh, don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she has any, she must have, oh yeah, she definitely does have a say in, in, in what she's doing. Um, right. It's not like she's writing lyrics, you know, necessarily, but you know, she's, she's creating a vibe. And <laughs> yeah. I really love when Peace of Me came out because that's, that's really like singing and dancing really is her art. Like that is how she expresses herself. And just putting putting like photographers on blast in the media like she was she was really like you know yeah making her voice heard. she's really taking up space and it's like as someone who is so much told to be virginal and to be something else and to not be like strong like and someone that came any any child stars are always so weird mm-hmm. about you know asserting themselves at a certain point and they all have to make like a big splash to be like I'm an adult now but she really, I think, took longer than other people because she has such like a little voice and, you know, presence and is so known for being like a teenager. I think that that, to me, at least, I, I really perceived her as an adult taking control of her life when Peace of Me came out. Yeah, yeah, because that was like after she had shaved her head and stuff, too. So it was yes. really like, a, hey, I'm back. Fuck you. Like, yeah, it was, was and after moment. the MTV um the dance when everyone called her fat (laughs) yes oh that's so crazy well yeah and it's one of those (laughs) things that like like this happened with the aoc thing that happened a week or two ago when aoc said that she's a sexual assault survivor and you know people on twitter i mean people on twitter are just horrible but i saw a good tweet that was like aoc is not going to see your tweet saying that you don't believe her but the people in your life that have been through those same things are going to see your tweet and they're going to see that you don't believe them. Mm. And I really think that that's like what happened with the Britney thing. It's like everybody was being like, oh, my God, Britney, let herself go. Britney's so fat. I can't believe it. And she looked amazing. Like, right. She could have been a model still. Yeah. Oh, God. If you look at it now, it's like she still had like flat abs. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like it, that was like so frustrating. and. And everyone was doing it. I remember I was in my mom and I lived in Ottawa at the time and I was in high school. And I remember we used to listen to this radio channel, Hot 89.9. It was just like the, you know, <laughs> the, the pop hits. Yeah, the pop channel. And I remember those hosts just fucking railing on her, like just being oh. like, she looks disgusting. I remember hearing that and being like, really? That's disgusting. No. And there's so many little things like that that just like people have no awareness about. Like I also remember when I've always had like a thing about my nose. And I remember when Ashley Tisdale got her nose job. Hot 89.9 as well. I'm I'm playing hot 89.9 oh my on God. glass. And I didn't even realize how much they affected me until right now. But they were like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad Ashley Tisdale got a nose job. She looks so bad before. And like Ashley Tisdale and um, Ashley Simpson too, both of them. They're just like, yeah, she had quite a honker before. And it's like, Jesus, she did. No, not even. Mm. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Radio hosts are always like so like schmoozy and weird anyways. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I've done some radio interviews, like especially for Top Com. Have you done Top Comic yet? No. Well, um, yeah, no. (laughs) 
No, but I'm I'm sure they'll they'll bring it back like when when everything's normal again. Yeah. But they they send everybody like I just I think talk about it because that was like for me my first big like doing a lot of right. radio and press and stuff because they organize a lot of like interviews. And there are some fucking radio interviews that are just like, I remember just not being like prepared for them and just like calling and thinking it was just going to be normal. Like, cause when you, if you have like a press interview with like newspaper or something, they're like, how did you start stand up? Are you happy to be in the whatever, you know, like yeah. pretty logical questions, but you'll get on the phone with some radio hosts and they're like, so, um, you know, do you like showing your tits on stage? Like just like straight up, like, ridiculous uh, questions oh, that's insane <laughs> yeah and it just seems like the vetting to become a radio host is not what it should be yeah absolutely it's like you're you're in the public oh my god Gross. yeah <laughs> yeah th- there's just like some allowance for them for some reason and I think it might have to do with like if you're not being seen and because like I definitely like on when it's just audio podcasts like even for myself on my own like I feel so free to just spout off. And I'm like, people don't know it's me. No one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like there's that yeah. separation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, maybe cause they're like, Oh, it's radio. It's like, who? it's, it's local. Not, not everyone's going to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. We have the recording of it. No one's mm-hmm. like holding up a thing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. To go back to Brittany. Um, I wanted to say like, cause I got into her. Well, I, I'm a little bit older than you, but, um, so Same I approximate exactly. But, uh, I just remember that when <clears throat> baby one more time came out, I was eight and there was a concert that was going to be broadcast live on TV from Hawaii. And looking back now, it's absolutely not live. It's so edited together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube, but I, I remember <laughs> being like eight or nine and like begging my parents because it was on at like nine and being like I need to stay up and watch this Britney Spears concert and I remember they or like, I'll die and yeah like okay <laughs> yeah they're like oh, fine and I, I think I was like sitting like inches from the tv I was just like yeah oh, I love her <laughs> and then like at, she like greeted a fan um and that that, because it's so edited together it's like her trip to hawaii Mm -hmm. um so like she goes to a fan's house and surprises them and i just remember being like why can't that be me oh my god totally like i remember one year for christmas my grandpa who is like my grandpa and i were very close but we didn't it's not like we were like talking about stuff you know and then one year for christmas he got me a vhs tape of Britney Spears live in Las Vegas. And I don't know if you've seen it, but on the cover, she's wearing like a white, like fully white suit thing. And it's just like, it's so like rock and roll. And I just like, she did, that's when the first time I saw her do the cover of I Love Rock and Roll too. And I didn't know it was a song before. I thought it was just one of her songs I hadn't come across. But I remember everyone in the family was laughing at me because I was watching this VHS say, probably for the third time Christmas day, you know, also so close to the TV and everyone was laughing because I was chewing my cereal to the beat of the song. (laughs) And I just remember everyone really got a kick out of that, but it's like, this song is who I am now. You don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, That's so cute. I think I thought the same thing because she did the Rolling Stones satisfaction. Mm. Yeah. And I also thought I was like, this is a Britney Spears song. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she just hit after hit with this one. She can't yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also, I don't know what your feeling was like about the Spice Girls, but oh, obsessed. Um, obsessed. Yeah. So even me and M. Beth also like she's, she's M. Spice, um, Sophie Spice. Like, oh my God. just like, we still love it. And for me, it was also, they were, they were such a fashion moment. Like, and they were, they were definitely like a constructed band, like a One Direction or, or like they were like put oh, yeah. together casting call and it just worked somehow. And I love the like Posh Spice, not really being into it, pulling a real Samantha, you know, <laughs> like it's just, it's, to me, it was so good. And I remember we would always like play Spice Girls, me and my friends in like elementary school. Mm-hmm. And we'd also play Charlie's Angels. And I remember both playing Spice Girls and Charlie's Angels being so jealous that I couldn't be Ginger Spice and Drew Barrymore because we had a friend that had red hair. Oh. So I always had to be fucking Baby and Cameron Diaz, neither of whom I identify with. Oh, and no. I still don't have the courage to dye my hair red because, th- th- you know, then there's just going to be a natural redhead that's going to come along and be like, no, I'm Ginger Spice. <laughs> we know that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. That's such a real thing that like you, when you're, um, friends, yeah. You're like, no, you have to be this because your hair color is this or like, um, I fought it. I fought it tooth and nail, but yeah. You know, majority rules. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you identify as ginger spice. I just love her. I think she's the coolest one. And like, I mean, I asked, I mean, he probably wouldn't like me saying this, but Mace, I asked Mace, like, which, like, which Spice Girl he had a crush on. And he said Sporty Spice. And I was like, ew. Like, oh, wow. Spice. But I think he likes, I think he likes ponytails. But, this, like, I don't know. The thing is, it's, it's always shocking. Like, who do you like in the Spice Girls? I always liked Baby. I, you liked baby. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and I and I was I was blonde as a kid, so I got to be her. <laughs> wow, I think that that's honestly more of a significant moment than people talk about is like getting to be the whoever you guys are playing who you identify with. Yeah. But actually um that just reminded me in high school a group of friends did we did dress as Spice Girls for Halloween and I didn't get to be baby because I had like insanely curly hair in high school and um mm-hmm. they were like you have to be scary <laughs> you have to be scary <laughs> yeah I guess you were not at a very diverse school <laughs> yes yes exactly yeah. <laughs> well, I mean hair. that's that's kind of another thing also like I went to a very diverse school in that you know there were a lot of like race wars going on and I was like asking Mace who went to a private school I was like so what kind of race wars happened at your school and he was like none and I was like oh th- I've never heard of that but it <laughs> turns out like you know more rich schools there aren't as significant of violent fights that happen every day <laughs> okay you went to school yeah. in o- Ottawa <laughs> yep shout out Hillcrest <laughs> nice nice <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah I grew up in Kamloops which is not a very diverse place oh did you general. go to school with did you go to school with Ryan Williams yeah, he's actually um his sister is one of my best friends. Taffy? Yeah. I love Taffy. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's so funny. So me and James Kennedy and Ryan Williams did like this big tour once where we like drove from Vancouver to Montreal because we had a, a zoo fest show, which is like 
loosely associated with just for laughs. So we were all like, we're just for laughs comedians now. And we did a stop off in Banff, which is, I don't know if Taffy is still there. Um, I think she is. Yeah. So she was working at like a hotel there and we went there and we got so drunk. It was insane. And Taffy fell into a bush and like, I (laughs) guess was wearing a dress or something and got scrapes all over her ass. And also in the morning, like the night before someone had bought a cake, like a birthday cake for someone. And in the morning, it was clear that someone had just like gone in and taken a handful and eaten the cake. (laughs) And I think, I think we concluded that it was Ryan, but I don't quite remember, but that's great. Shout out to Taffy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when I started doing comedy, um, Ryan was like, I think he was a little bit like, oh, that's my sister's friend. Like, this is going to be weird. (laughs) 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 Uh, But yeah, uh, it all worked out. (laughs) That's cool. Do you have siblings? Yeah. Yeah. I have two older siblings. My brother lives in Vancouver and my sister has, um, she lives in Kamloops. She has two little kids. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's I was actually awesome. um, going to say you were talking about like <laughs> diverse schools and um, we went back um, with my brother and his boyfriend at the time and we were watching my nephew's hockey game and mm-hmm. my brother's boyfriend had like grew up here and, and so we were like at the school or the hockey game and I guess he was just like, oh, where are all the Asian kids or like, yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah I mean it's kind of like a it's kind of like something that's exclusive to black comics and people of color comics to say this but whenever they come to Vancouver and they're like where are all the black people but that's how mm-hmm. I felt when I moved to Vancouver too like from Ottawa it's like a really diverse place and like I literally came to Vancouver and I was like where are all the Somalian people like right, Ottawa yeah. is basically just Somalian and Lebanese hmm yeah yeah it's weird (laughs) yeah very (laughs) weird (laughs) um well i think um i I don't know i think we have time for a bit was there anything else um from your uh past like what like posters did you have on your walls growing up did you have like Mm. posters? so i had a lot of posters but they were all movie posters and Mm. i went through a real like cinema phase I had like a Fellini poster. I had one pen, but I like, oh, did I freeze? Sorry, it froze for a sec. Are you saying, oh, yeah, you no, say Fellini? <laughs> I had a Fellini poster, and that reminded me that I had also a Ferrari poster. That oh. I won, that I like, I literally don't have a driver's license. I don't like cars, but I won this Ferrari poster and I put it up. And I remember guys coming over and being like, oh, do you like cars? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> just like uh, Italian culture, apparently. Yeah, I just like Italian <laughs> stuff. I mean, I like mescaloni. <laughs> oh, there Italian. you go. <laughs> the amount of pasta that guy can eat. Like, I'm trying so hard to. So for, I mean, one thing that I was like really into in high school that I'm into again is borderline eating disorder style diets. <laughs> so I did, I remember in high school, I did the cabbage soup diet where you just like, you only eat cabbage soup. And I did that for like weeks and weeks. And like, you do lose a lot of weight, but you lose a lot of friends as well. It's not a great <laughs> diet to be on. <laughs> like, you're just like, you're always going to the bathroom. You're always farting. It's yeah, like, you can't like go diet. out and get food with your friends. Like you just are like, no, I'm doing the cabbage soup thing again. <laughs> and so 
for the past like year or two, I've been doing the keto diet, which was like pretty good. I lost like 20 ish pounds, but then I just like miss regular food. I miss like a starch. So I'm trying to transition to, you're someone that's like pretty naturally thin, right? So to you diets, it's not really, that's not on your mind. For me, diets is, is I think I'm going to be on a diet until I die. And it's just like my body just really wants to be fat. Like, and you can feel what your body wants to be, you know? And I just like want to eat until I'm stuffed. Like I want to eat until I feel sick every day, but instead I have to eat a reasonable amount. And I feel that that's unfair. And I do feel that it's unfair. Yeah, I I agree that that's unfair. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's not your fault, yeah. but yeah, I will accept the apology. <laughs> the, the keto diet was always like sounded wild to me, just because it's like you can't have sugars and like natural sugars and fruit has you like you can't eat fruit. Yeah, can't have any fruit. Like you can have a little bit of berries, right? And you could have like tomatoes, you know. But the the carb thing, because the thing is, the keto diet is basically the same as the Atkins diet, which was like a big thing. Like every 10 right. years or so, uh, a no carb thing comes out because you do lose weight. Um, yeah. But it's like, what kind of life is that? It's really the trade off. It's like almost as bad as the cabbage soup lifestyle. Right. <laughs> Yeah. No fruit or cabbage soup. <laughs> no. So now I'm just counting calories, which is also, but this is the thing. And also it ties into the early 2000s because <laughs> in my formative years, when I was like looking at what beauty is to me, it was like the women were t- like, like Paris Hilton's, you know. Oh, yeah. Calling oh. Britney Spears fat for being 130 pounds. Like that's mm-hmm. really when I learned and like what what I, you know, formed as beauty in my mind. And it's like, it is a bit of, you know, patriarchy and internalized misogyny and this and that. But that is really what I, you know, was my brain formed to think that's what looks good. Yeah. So, and I'm so deep in like body positivity Instagram. I'm trying to fight it, but that's, it's, it is quite a struggle. And that's something that Gen Z doesn't really seem to have a problem with. Like they grew up with inclusivity And like, I think that the next generation is really going to be more free from that. But then they also have TikTok and they have all those hot influencers that go very viral. So yeah, it's actually hard to to know. Yeah, I wonder because it's also now it's like, I think of like Kylie Jenner and she's like, it's like everyone has surgery or like a super face wound. And you're like, is that what they're trying to be? So like, maybe they're not trying to be stick thin, but they're trying to have the perfect hourglass. (laughs) That's a really good point, actually. Like, that's that's true. That I'm sure that's going to be the thing that's like unachievable for them because that is really just something you have to throw money at to achieve. Like even Kim Kardashian, I saw this, I think it was a TikTok even, somebody was like breaking down that like the human body like the thinnest point of a woman's waist is always naturally going to be like above her belly button or something like that. And like Kim Kardashian, because of her, you know, injections in her hips is like different and like just little stuff like that, that like if as a little kid, if you don't research it, of course, you're just going to be like, Oh, they're so lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Oh, so weird. Yeah, they look weird to me though. Like, <laughs> you ever see like not touched up photos of Kardashians? Like, their bodies look ridiculous. Yes, it's so funny. I miss when um when J Lo's ass was the 
biggest deal. Oh my god. Yeah, JLo's ass and like <laughs> people were like, "Oh my god, Beyoncé her thighs." And it's like, I wish I had thighs as small as Beyoncé's. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's just like what real women look like. Um, yeah. Uh well, I think um we're we've reached the end here. Um but I always cool. like to uh end with a little a little questionnaire. Um Okay, so, well, I usually ask this to everybody, but you've already talked about which Spice Girl you are. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, here's one. Um, because I know you like Mary-Kate and Ashley. Um, mm-hmm. Which Mary-Kate and Ashley movie would you like to star in or like be their friend in? Yeah, I would say Billboard Dad, probably. Ooh, good one. That's the one that jumped out at me. But then I also liked their... Um, what was it? New York Minute? They were like yeah. a bit older in New York Minute. That was a good one. That one was like a bit funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Eugene Levy's in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Dan Levy's dad to the Zoomers that listen. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, and I guess, are you a Mary-Kate or an Ashley? I can't say that I'm um, the one that had cigarettes at her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> never when that was could have been either <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there was one of them that had just straight up like cigarettes like in little bowls at every table at her oh. wedding and i thought that that was like a real statement i like that that's so funny i think that was mary kate mm-hmm. um i get like yeah now it's like they're i don't know what's going on with them but like growing up it's like mary kate was the tomboy and ashley was the girly girl <laughs> oh okay um <laughs> yes um okay and uh which um out of these four 2000s reality shows um which one would you want to be on big brother american idol survivor or um amazing race so Survivor only because Survivor is kind of the only one of those that I've really watched, but I have a lot mm-hmm. of strategies for Survivor that I've already thought about. I'll, I'll, I'll leak one right now in case anybody Ooh. gets on Survivor because I'm under the impression <laughs> they're still making it. So if, and it, this would only really work if you're there for like quite a while, but before you get there, if you ate a bunch of seeds for like different plants, like that grow into foods, like if you ate some tomato seeds, And then when you get to Survivor, you could like poo. And then if you watered it and stuff, you'd get a tomato plant and then you could eat tomatoes. (laughs) Right? Genius. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I love that. Um, And then also in Survivor, there's a lot of like, a lot of the challenges have memory tests, like where you have to like run over to something and then like memorize it and then come back and like do the thing. And I've never seen any of it. This is something that I used to do to remember stuff is like, you just got to kind of lightly scratch it into your arm. <laughs> like, so that you can, like use that as like a reference And I've never seen anybody do that. And maybe there are rules that I'm not privy to that prevent them maybe. from doing that. But to me, it's just like, I guess I'm better at cheating on tests than a lot of these people, <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm ready to first survivor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just too afraid to try it, but I would <laughs> love to someone do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, that's all for the podcast. Um, where can people find you online? Um, I am SophieBuds on Instagram and SophieBuddle on Twitter. And I have a podcast called Obsessed with SophieBuddle. And I'm going to do like a little early 2000s thing soon. So, you know, look out for that. Um, thank you so much for having me. 
Yes. Thank you so much for being here. This was great. Um, yes, it's fine. Yes. So uh, f- thank you for listening to Dear Pop Culture. Um, please rate us five stars and leave a nice review. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.